Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on State of the World, what's the recent hype behind Korean fine dining? Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. I'm Greg Dixon. Just like the explosion of K-pop artists like BTS, as well as hit films and popular cosmetics, Korean haute cuisine has been enjoying a recent wave of global popularity. However, this current moment has been fermenting for longer than a block of meju. And Pierre's Anthony Kuhn in Seoul caught up with a couple people who've shaped the industry to learn what's behind the trend. Okay, guys, welcome back to our first lunch service of the week. Staff get pumped up for lunch at Evit in Seoul's trendy Gangnam district. The restaurant has been listed in the Michelin Guide since 2020 with one star for its high-quality cooking. Australian chef Joseph Lidgerwood is assembling some of his signature dishes. We have a sandy-colored block in front of us. Tell us what it is, Joseph. Amazing. So this is meiju. Meiju is essentially the building blocks of most Korean fermentation. From meiju come three of Korean cuisine's most basic ingredients. Soy sauce, fermented soy paste, and chili paste. On top of the block is a ball, a donut with caramelized cream, anchovies, and black garlic. You can't eat the block, it's there to make you think. I'm not from Korea, but I have a love affair with Korean ingredients. And what we do here through this snack and through all the dishes here at Evit is present them in different ways to make people kind of look back at the past. Lidgerwood applies his creative, playful approach to the next dish. A traditional Korean black hat made of earthenware, filled with onions, radishes and abalone and topped with a perilla seed wafer. There's a wooden Korean window frame holding sweets, including a ginseng marshmallow and a sesame oil caramel. Many of the dishes at Evit are both sweet and salty. Many have a creamy consistency closer to European cuisine than Korean. Lidgerwood says he forages around South Korea a dozen or so times a year to gather local ingredients. Our cuisine revolves on fresh seasonal ingredients backboned by fermentation. So we have an amazing library of fermented stuff that we can pull and pick as we choose. In recent years, Korean food has carved out its own space in a global fine dining scene once dominated by French, Italian and Japanese eateries. In New York, two of 12 new Michelin stars awarded last year went to Korean restaurants. Chef Jonghyun Park is owner of the two Michelin starred Atomics and three other Korean restaurants in New York. He says Korean chefs didn't suddenly burst onto the scene. They all started cooking around the early 2000s, like myself, and have trained as chefs for nearly 20 years, developing their own culinary skills. I think such efforts are now bearing fruit. He argues that Korean haute cuisine is not about adapting Korean cuisine to suit Western tastes. He says he just cooks what he thinks tastes good. I like cooking in New York because people there are very open to new cultures. They like accepting new things, so it's not like I have to change their tastes. Chef Cho Hee-suk is sometimes referred to as the godmother of Korean cuisine. She got her start in the 1980s when the only fine dining in South Korea was in hotels and chefs were considered a lowly profession. She says she focuses on how to adapt Korea's traditions to modern lifestyles. 
in Korea, meals were traditionally built around rice, with assorted side dishes called banchan. But more and more people are excluding rice from their table now and having what would have been banchan as standalone dishes. Korean cuisine is riding the wave of popularity of Korean cultural exports, from bands such as BTS and Blackpink to movies and dramas such as Parasite and Squid Game. South Korea's government and corporations are thinking of ways to promote Korean food and profit from it. Yang Ju Pil is an official at the Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs. Our ultimate goal is to increase exposure of Korean food overseas, and through that, increase exports of Korean agricultural and food products. To do this, his ministry is finding ways to link Korean food to other facets of Korean culture. For example, we select about 10 food items each year for product placement in dramas. They also sell Korean food at K-pop concerts overseas. The Korean food conglomerate CJ, meanwhile, aims to sell more of its products overseas by cultivating rising young chefs like Evett's Joseph Lidgerwood. Back at Evett, Lidgerwood prepares a final course of grilled Korean beef, served with a puree of rice and fermented soybean paste. He admits not all his customers are starving for information about Korean food, and he says that's okay. My curiosity and my energy for Korean food is why I moved here. So it might seem like a lot of work for people who aren't as interested in meeting the cow and the farmer, but for us it's kind of a joy, so that's why we get up every morning. The culinary knowledge is of course not free. Lunch at Evett will set you back about $114 and dinner $190, not including wine. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. That's the State of the World from NPR. Our podcast is produced with support from Caroline Kelly. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. The right agent can make or break your home search. That's why Homes.com provides an agent directory that details each agent's experience, so you can find the right one and ultimately the right home. Homes.com. We've done your homework.